0: Technically, happy Wednesday for us. Wednesday afternoon, recording your Friday mailbag here, at cbsi.com. That is the letter I. Send us your emails. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your questions on the show. Dave and Chris were talking about fast food before I hit record. I didn't want to break that up. It sounded very good. But am I really to understand that Giannis Antetokounmpo, after winning the championship, drove to Chick-fil-A with the trophy
2: in his lap. Well, this morning. You know, it wasn't, like, right after. Okay. Obviously, Chick-fil-A Wednesday is not morning. open late. True. With the, with the trophy in his lap and ordered 50 chicken nuggets. 50? Uh, uh, I would want to say he might have gone back for a second 50. He's very cool. He's, he's lovely. He really, he really seems like just a, a genuinely great dude. Yeah, that was cool. That was Congratulations to the Bucks. Never seen a player yes. like
0: Giannis. Just amazing. Probably better than Jordan, right, Dave? No. No. Not quite. But it was ter- but fifty nuggets. Do you think
1: you could that do that? That might be better than Jordan. I don't know if MJ's ever polished off fifty nuggets in one sitting with a fifty fifty Sprite lemonade. No ice.
0: Do you think you could do that? Yes. F- you think so?
1: This Adam, is one of those I have an things- ice cream sandwich sitting right next to me. <laughs> Well, that's just going to be at least 30 pounds overweight. I could definitely take down 50 chicken
2: nuggets. (laughs) He's legitimately eating an ice cream sandwich right now. The thing thing for me with all of those is like, could I do it? Yes. Would I? Also, yes. I'm 33. (laughs) I'm too old for it. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm 45. I know. You're too old for it, too. Oh, thanks, I'm not going to bounce back like I used to. Dr. Towers
1: here. Don't eat fried food. Yeah, I've heard that before. Big oh, no, I'm not killer. saying don't
2: eat fried food. I eat lots of fried food. I ordered Chick-fil-A after I saw Giannis uh, make his stop there. Mm-hmm. But 50 nuggets, that's just it's, it's too many nuggets. How many nuggets could you take down, Chris? Comfortably. Com- comfortably? I mean, 20, 20 Chick-fil-A nuggets would be pretty easy. Could you do 30? Again, it's not a question of could I? It's not it's not it's not a question of what I'm physically capable of. Okay. You know, it's it's what's advisable. I don't think I've ever had the chicken nuggets <laughs> at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's
1: a good point. It's not advisable.
0: Yeah. I have had the chicken sandwiches and stuff. I don't think I've ever had the chicken nuggets. I will say the milkshakes at Chick-fil-A, as I recall, were top notch. Then again, yeah. it's hard to have bad tastes, milkshakes.
2: Basically tastes the same as the sandwich, just it doesn't have bread on it. The milkshake
0: tastes like that? Yes.
2: That, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's if you get the chicken nugget milkshake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Opposite. Fifty of them. With okay.
1: Polynesian sauce mixed in.
0: Oh, terrific. All right. So let's do um let's do one good stat, one bad stat. See how this goes for the second consecutive day. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, good stat. Pretty simple. Was the number two quarterback in fantasy in twenty nineteen? Was per game number two in four point. Number four and six point, but very very close to number two uh, per game in 2020. So obviously he could be a top two quarterback. Let's let's be real. The bad stat, weird stat, not sure what to make of it. Stat of the ten best quarterbacks in fantasy last year. That would be in no particular order: Jackson, Rogers, Tannehill, Allen, Watson, Wilson, Murray, Mahomes, Brady, Prescott. He was he had by far. The fewest fantasy points per pass attempt, by far. So you know that, and Lamar Jackson was by far number one. So yeah. the rushing quarterbacks it favors them, but I was surprised by that. He was way, That's I, weird. I, yeah, like Mahomes, Brady, Mahomes, Brady, and Prescott were the bottom three, but Prescott was like way in, way in the back of this.
2: I'm trying to figure out what would have led to it. Like I thought, okay, maybe he didn't have many rush touchdowns. Well, he had 3 and 5 games. He just threw he, so many passes. Yeah. He caught a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. He didn't funny. really have a ton of interceptions. He had 3 fumbles, but I, I don't know how many of them were lost. But you just you you look at it all together and it doesn't really make sense. Um I know. It's just a, a relatively low touchdown passing rate, which that's been a thing for his career among the very very best quarterbacks. He's been a relatively low touchdown rate guy, 4.6% for his career, career high is 5.0. Um, and that makes sense. This is a Cowboys team. This is something you, you've you actually seen for the Cowboys for, you know, if you go back to the Troy Aikman years, he had very low touchdown rates and it's because they love to give their running backs touchdowns. I don't know if it's like a Jerry Jones thing that he's loves to see a running back score a touchdown, but um, I don't know if there's anything there really to take away from it. You know, Dak, will have to be more efficient next season on a per-pass-attempt basis in order to justify, you know, a top-six ranking just because he's probably not going to throw 46 passes a game like he was on pace for or actually probably closer to 50 since he left the Giants game early. But I I think he will be more efficient, so I'm not particularly worried about it. Yeah, I don't
0: know, Dave, if there's anything, it's just that the last two seasons he's benefited from a very high-volume I don't really see why he wouldn't have that, but maybe it's just he needs a high volume.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, there there aren't a lot of quarterbacks that can score a lot of fantasy points without volume. Lamar Jackson doesn't surprise me about being one of those quarterbacks. He doesn't yeah. throw as much as other quarterbacks, but he runs a lot, so that's how he makes up for it. Duh. That's why we love rushing quarterbacks when it comes yeah. to fantasy football, especially guys like Lamar Jackson. The stat that, that I like about Dak is that I, I have him with... fantasy points per game. So that's really good. And in those games, he wasn't number one, but he was close to it. That's still a super huge number. Last year, 2019, or I should say the year before that, 2019, when he did play a lot, he was fifth best with 23.5 fantasy points per game. That's still pretty darn good. You'd be happy to have that as your floor for Dak Prescott this year, with the ceiling being, I don't think we can call it 29, but 26, 27, maybe 27 and a half. That'd be great. So hopefully the efficiency does a little bit better because I can't expect him to throw more than he did last year. And uh, hopefully he runs a little bit too. Helps Helps out his stats.
0: All right. It is time now to read your Apple podcast questions, but it's also time for us to once again ask you for your help. We're going to have to start getting a little bit more aggressive with this promotion as we are in the final 10 days of this stretch here. We're finalists for the sports category of the People's Choice Podcast Awards, and we need your help to advance to the final round. So please, right now, unless you're driving, stop what you're doing. Go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. Podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. If that's too complicated for you. Just click the link in the episode description. It's right at the top of the episode description. When you do go there, toggle down to the sports category and nominate Fantasy Football today. We would very much appreciate it, and thank you very much. It only takes; it won't even take you a minute. Uh, Podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up, or just click the link in the episode description. This is Dawson from a southern Georgia city that may or may not have a creek.
1: That may or may not have a creek. I was going to say Valdosta I until you that. said the Creek part. I, well,
0: that was just, you know, Dawson's what is Creek. creek, Dawson's, creek. To- Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. No? Uh, in Georgia? No, I. his name is Dawson.
2: Okay. Oh, 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 I get it. Okay.
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm thinking of starting a very basic one-year fantasy league with some buddies. What do you all recommend is the most traditional slash basic settings for the league? Chris, you're basic, as Scott White would say.
2: Yeah, um, I am pretty basic. Did you want me to answer the question? Yeah, sure. While you insult me? Yeah, that's fine. Um, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one DST. If you want to keep it really basic, you go with non-PPR. But I think at this point, PPR is the, is the basic, um, you know, fairly small rosters, uh your your nine starting spots plus um nine,
0: eight. Well, uh depends how many receivers plus five
2: right? five or six bench spots. So you have a pretty active waiver wire. Um basically you probably don't want to go with fab. You probably just want to keep it traditional waivers. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. And traditional waivers or just free agency, you know, you should sure. decide to run waivers every night. Oh, hey Ben, you had something
2: to say?
1: What's up? Yeah. I am a big proponent of Free-for-all free agency for the most
2: casual fantasy league. Yeah, I think it's a good Ugh. idea. I just think it can I get don't. really... I, I think that can get like frustrating for the guys who don't have the time to like sit around and react to the breaking news all the time. You know, I think one thing about traditional waivers, and this is probably something that a lot of hardcore fantasy players don't like about it, but it does... It levels the playing field. And I think when you're playing in a very basic... Laid-back league, the most level playing field is the best thing you sh- that you can go for because it keeps everyone engaged.
1: It's unfair. What happens if it's you know everybody's busy yeah. and there's breaking news? It's the one guy in in the league that you know doesn't have a life and is sitting on his phone all day or sitting on Twitter all day that can go and make the moves every single time. Wait, it sucks to be in a league with people and there's one guy in the league who adds the you know the hot name du jour. Off the waiver wire. Right. But Dave immediately. This is very important. Every time.
2: Very important. Waivers are so valuable in football compared Wai- to other fans.
0: Waivers. But okay. Very important distinction here. The guy who's on his phone picking up the player du jour definitely has a life because that's like all of our listeners. So let's just make, make that clear.
1: But not all of our listeners play in leagues where it's a free-for-all for ad drops. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Or, like, you know, or even like on a Sunday when, when a stud running back goes down, when Christian McCaffrey leaves with an injury, that guy is there picking up Mike Davis no, while the game is happening. It, it lo- it, Players no leagues do that anymore. Well, I've That's been in leagues from where 1995 they do
2: I just want to say it's not fair for Adam to assume that everyone has a life while also being on their phone and on Twitter a lot, because I definitely <laughs> don't. Same thing. It's worth being clear. You're nothing wrong with not having a life. I, I think waivers are so easy to
1: understand that even the most basic of fantasy leagues can have it.
2: I, mm-hmm.
0: I would agree with that as well. Okay, fine. No consensus there. Do what you want with transactions. This is from Alan from a coastal town in Massachusetts, Dave. That may or may not have a creek. Uh, Fairmouth. Dear Vince, drama E and turtle.
2: Oh, those are the Ninja Turtles. Yes. <laughs> I drew have a Ninja the,
1: Turtle called Turtle? Yeah,
2: yeah, he's Turtle the Ninja Turtle. <laughs>
1: the
0: red one was my favorite, drama. I drew the seven spot. He, Raphael was full of drama. Seven spot in my 10-team wow. standard league. I believe I'll have access to the following players at 7 and 14. I'd love your advice on the best combos. Zeke, Taylor, Jones, Gibson, Mixon. Adams, Hill, Diggs, Hopkins, Ridley. This is a standard scoring league. Pick two of those basically Zeke, Taylor, Jones, Gibson, Mixon, Adams, Hill, Diggs, Hopkins, Ridley.
2: Well, you know, if you take Adams, you're probably not going to have access to Zeke, Taylor at the very least. Um, And maybe Hill as well if you take those guys at seven. So you do have to keep in mind that, you know, it's either one of Adams and Hill and one of the later running backs, Gibson or Mixon. Or one of the early running backs plus Diggs, Hopkins, and Ridley. I think I would probably go... uh, If I could do like Ridley and Zeke, I think would be the way that I would go. I'm taking Taylor
1: first. Zeke second. I would take Jones third. And I would look for one of those three at seven. I would... Put my hands together and pray to the fantasy gods that Antonio Gibson or Joe Mixon would make it back to me at fourteen. If they're not there, I'm taking the best available wide receiver.
2: Yeah, they're going to. Assuming Kelsey of will be is uh, gone. All right, from yeah, if Gron- Kelsey's there at seven, I'm taking him.
0: In a non-PPR league, you're taking Kelsey over Zeke Taylor. Yeah. Okay. From Gronk 324. Dear McCorkle, Cameron, Brian, and Jarrett.
1: Those are quarterbacks on the New England Patriots. Oh, nice, including McCorkle.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Mac that's Jones. short for Mac. Right. Daddy. Uh, full PPR ten. Wait, t- his name is McCorkle Jones.
1: Y-
0: yeah, no. right. That's his. That's his name, right?
1: I I'm, I'm not. I don't remember if McCorkle is his first name or middle name. Okay, his official name: Michael the McCorkle
2: Internet. Jones. Okay, if his Given name was McCorkle Jones, I would have questions about him going in the first round. That's how I feel about Travis Kels, as I've
0: already said on this show. If his name is really Kels, I'm not interested. Full PPR, 10-team <laughs> redraft. How are, oh how appropriate. How early is too early for Kelsey? I have the fifth spot, PPR. I'm torn between him and Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams. If I take Kelsey, what do I do after that with my next three or four picks?
1: Chris, this question's made for you, man.
2: Yeah, it's Kelsey for me. If he, if, if he's available and it's between him, Derek Henry, and Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey is my number three player um, in a PPR format. I think he's the biggest gap that you can get at any position, with the exception of Christian McCaffrey, assuming he does something similar to what he does in tw- did in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. If Kelsey continues his pace from the last couple of seasons, he's just he's like a cheat code. You know he. I want to say he outscored the number 12 tight end last season by something like 120 points. I believe that's correct. It was was an an outrageous number. Uh, Number 12, it was... (laughs) Sorry, I undersold him. 168 points is how much Travis Kelsey outscored the number 12 tight end in 2020. I don't think he'll be quite as good as he was last season, but yeah, I'm taking him at number five. And if I end up with Kelsey and I don't get, you know, one of the top seven or eight running backs in the second round, I'm totally fine going wide receiver heavy after that and, and you know, veering into a, a zero RB build because, you know, Kelsey, the thing about a zero RB is you have to have an edge at pretty much every other position. Kelsey gives you the biggest one.
0: Wait, so how many points? Between... 168. Kelsey? Okay. Because Henry was 120-ish points better than RB12. RB and Yeah, that's
2: pretty good. Right.
0: And uh, you know, then if you compare them to RB twenty four, I don't really know
2: it's like it's not exactly the same. Sixty four or something. <laughs> so it's it's a big deal, but it's not it's not quite as obvious. And there are more ways for things to go wrong for Derrick Henry than there are for Travis Kelsey. Like I think Travis Derrick Henry mm. I think Derrick Henry, I'm going to try to find the tweet, but it was something like he had the most rushing yards since 2012. Sorry. uh, Most carries since 2014, the most rushing yards since 2012, and the most rushing touchdowns since 2016. He had basically the best rushing season for a running back over the last decade.
0: Yeah, but his 2019 was... Not nearly as good. And it was so much better than Kelsey's. And it, it was pretty good. It was 300 fantasy points for, for Derrick Henry in full PPR in 2019,
2: right. which is almost,
0: really almost as much as what Kelsey had last year. Kelsey had 313 fantasy points last
2: year, but Kelsey no, no, didn't no. even come close to Derrick Henry's to that. going to outscore Travis Kelsey. Yeah, That's yeah. not the question. I mean, if they're both healthy and things go right. It's the edge that they give you. Derrick Henry... To have a similar edge over the number 24 running back last season as Kelsey had over the number 12, Henry needed the best rushing season of the last decade. That's um, that's where I think the difference is.
0: All right, Dave, who would you take?
1: I'm taking Henry. I, I, I like Chris's argument a lot for why Kelsey is worthy of a pick that high, and I'm taking him ahead of every other receiver in full PPR and most other running backs. He's a first-round pick for sure, but I know that I have to start two running backs in my fantasy league. I know that I only have to start one tight end. This is a 10-team league especially that we're talking about. I know that when I'm up in round two, if I really want to have that tight end and use that positional advantage, I'm pretty confident that at least one from Darren Waller or George Kittle will be there for me with that pick. And are they going to be as good as Travis Kelsey? Probably not as good, but they're still going to be give me a positional edge. I can still have that edge over the majority of my league while still having a positional edge at running back with Derrick Henry. As for things going wrong with them, there, there's really only one real way for Derrick Henry's season to go wayward, and that's if he gets hurt, whether he plays through injury and loses playing time or he gets hurt so bad that he has to miss some games. Henry could also, or Henry, Kelsey, could get sure. hurt and miss some games, and Mahomes could also get hurt and hurt Travis Kelsey, which is what we saw a few years back. So I just I think that that argument is kind of like an equalizer between the two of them. I don't mind taking Derrick Henry even in a full PPR league. Uh, both these guys are, are candidates for over 300 points a year to date. I think Henry can get considerably more than that and he's proven it, and the offense that he's in is going to be great, and I think there's a chance his efficiency can go up because defenses can't guard him and can't defend him the way that they did in prior years now that Julio Jones is there.
0: Okay, next email is from Macaroni Daddy. This is an Apple podcast, not an email. Hey, Bridget, Daniel,
2: Aaron, and Chandler. Those are the friends from Friends.
0: No. Oh, those are Joneses. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. How would you you rank the positions in terms of draft importance for a 12 team PPR super flex redraft league? Three receivers. All right. Yeah. So quarterback's got to be one, right? And not to say that he's that Mahomes is clearly the number one pick,
1: but quarterbacks
2: isn't quarterback. It's got to be up there. If it's
1: not one, it's two.
2: I think the only reason it wouldn't be is because there's only one of them. But even then, Since you're starting to, you're you're starting as many quarterbacks as you are running backs on 90% of teams in a uh, super flex league,
1: and they score more points, and they're not quite as plentiful as running backs. When you can start two of them, that gobbles up the supply, and it raises the demand. So I would put quarterbacks ahead of running backs. I would put receivers last on this list. So
0: three receiver league, they're last.
2: So if they it's just a flex super team. flex and not a flex plus a super flex, I think that's probably reasonable. Mm. See that's well, where I. But I'm, but I'm always... still
1: thinking, like, do you put? I, I think I would go. I think I would go quarterback, running back, tight end, receiver.
0: Uh, but to me, in this, I'm always on an island. I feel like with this, but hmm. once I get past the top three quarter, uh, three tight ends, it's a super flex league. With three receivers, I just don't really care that much about tight end, you know. Unless I fall in love with Pitts, Hawkins, or Andrews or something, but certainly if I'm after that, just forget it. Because you add that second quarterback, there's so much, yeah. so much more scoring. So, I'd rather have a wide receiver who's going to crush uh, the tight end in scoring and forget about the positional scarcity at that at that point.
1: You know, I, I think when you but I, you have to I remember think, it in those early rounds when you're considering possibly taking Kelsey with the top yeah twelve pick. Waller and Kittle with the top 30 a pick.
0: Right. I I wasn't really answering the question that way with just the elite guys. I just Mm -hmm. think overall because they're just different. I mean,
2: they're top. You know what? I would look at it like this. It's either quarterback or running back at the top. If you're going to go with an elite quarterback, that probably means the choices you're going to be picking from at running back when you come back in the second and third round are going to be a lot less interesting than the guys you would be taking in the first round, certainly, but also the potential quarterbacks in the second round. And so I kind of think your strategy here should probably be either elite quarterbacks or elite running backs and then wide receivers. Um, and you can take one of the elite tight ends too if you if you really want to push it there. But um, I think you kind of do have to prioritize either QB or running back.
1: Yeah,
0: at least we We all agree on the top two. Okay, we're going to be live Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today, another live mock draft. Hit the subscribe button on the channel. We'll see you on YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. This one is from Shine Dog, from a growing town east of the Emerald City. Kirkland. Sure. Hey, Marge, Lois, Peggy, and Lila. By the way, it's Bellevue. But uh, Marge, Lois, Peggy, and Leela. I know them.
1: Those are, uh, I don't know if Leela's a mom. She's not.
2: They're all like the leading you know, leads of Matt animated Gronig shows. Well, they're not animated. Matt, two of them are. Oh, no, not all Peggy. Fox yeah. shows. Yeah, Fox shows.
0: That's true. But yeah. Uh, my league, 12 team PPR Keeper League, where you add a three round penalty to where you drafted the player the prior year. I like this is transitioning from flex to super flex. Ooh. Personally, I would say you should just redraft, but fine. I've decided I'm keeping Joe Burrow in round eight and one of Waller in round four or Dobbins in round five. Who would you take there?
1: Probably Waller, who I would draft ahead of Dobbins in a typical draft anyway. Okay. And their values are basically the same. The, the argument that you can make for Dobbins is if you keep him and he d- is awesome this year, you'll be able to keep him next year for a second round pick. Whereas true, Waller, true. if you wanted to keep him next year, it would cost you a first. That's probably not going to be something that you would do.
2: I just have a hard time seeing Dobbins being worth a second round pick in that offense unless something drastically changes. That's, that's just kind of where I'm at on it. From Jason from Fair. a town just north of Boston.
1: North of Boston, Haverhill.
0: Dear Hendrix, King, Little, and Dave. Uh, uh, what, you know what this is?
2: Well, he explains it.
0: Oh, he does? Sorry. Yes. Oh. Richards. Richards. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Sorry, Dave. I should have gotten that. Uh, 10, I didn't get it. Ted team, half PPR keeper league, six point per passing touchdown. It's my last year to keep Kamara, and I get to draft him at two Oh eight. And I have one Oh three. I expect Henry and Taylor to be kept by other managers. I don't expect McCaffrey or cook to drop to one Oh three. So what is the best strategy? Should I take Zeke or Barkley? Should I take Kelsey? Um, Kittle is going to be kept. Waller will not be available with my third pick. So I'm leaning Kelsey. I think Chris would agree. Dave, if Henry if Henry and McCaffrey and Cook and Taylor are all off the board and he's keeping Alvin Kamara, who would you take?
1: So I have Barkley ranked ahead of, of Zeke as of now. But I might get cold feet by the time you get to the draft because we don't know if Saquon's going to be full go anytime soon. Uh, if, he, if he's participating in training camp, he's not on the pup list. That'll make me feel a little bit better about taking Barkley ahead of Zeke. And plus he's got crazy up. They both do. They both have huge upside. So I would probably be more inclined to take Barkley, pair him with Camara, have, you want to talk about a positional edge. That's a hell of a positional edge that you would have at running back over the rest of the league. And it's half PPR. So the sting of missing out on Kelsey isn't quite as bad.
0: All right. Last one from Apple podcasts. This is, this is from Brett dear Hank, Marty, Romeo, Todd, and Andy.
1: Those are Azer's.
0: They are. They are Chiefs' head coaches. Great show, and the Azer stats have changed my
2: perception of life. Hmm. All right, Brett. He, he, this you. guy really wanted to get his email read. Uh, no? I mean, is that like like saying that like when I measure my waist, if I skip like seven through twelve and just don't <laughs> count those, I'm actually like a size thirty four. Sure. Is that what, what like any a- like a life changing A-Zer stat A-Zer would be? stats? Azer yeah. stats are
0: supposed to make you feel better about something. So yeah, perfect.
2: There that would go. make me feel better.
0: Thank you. A keeper question for a two hundred dollars salary cap league. One keeper each year, and this is the first year with a super flex position added to our standard scoring league.
1: Is this the same league that we just answered a question about? <laughs> I doubt it. They're changing to super flex.
0: <laughs> Who should I keep? Two hundred dollars salary cap. Diggs for 27, Gibson for 22, Swift for 23, or Jalen Hurts for 12? <laughs> They're all good. It's got to be Hurts, right? For 12? Superflex?
1: Sure. And the reason why that works out is because then you still have, like, most of your budget left to go after other players. Um, do you... I guess the other side to it is: Do you really see Jalen Hurts going for? Okay, so this is—I'm turning this into a math equation. What we need to figure out: What would Diggs, Gibson, and Swift go for in this salary cap draft? And then you subtract what we think they go for from what the actual cost is. Do the same thing with Hurts. Whoever has the biggest discrepancy, that's the one that you actually want to hang on to. Because if if, if I keep Hurts for twelve. But I think, well, wait a minute. If I can if I can get him back on my team for seventeen, that's only five more. Whereas Diggs at twenty seven and Gibson at twenty two, like those guys, for sure are going to go for more than that. Probably more than five five bucks more than that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's quite a slam dunk. So the the first thing we have to do is, all right, you've got a two hundred budget. What what's your max bid on Jalen Hurts? In a a Superflex league? Is it even 20? I think it is. Is it
2: 25? I think it's probably 25.
1: Okay, so let's say it's 25. So that's a difference of 13. What's what's your bid going to be on Diggs?
0: Yeah, he's going to get probably above 40.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh. So... Forty at a bare minimum is the Whoa. same difference as Hertz would be at twenty-five. That's thirteenth that's difference. Of 13. But
0: you don't have to get Stefan Diggs back. I mean, that's the faulty. You don't the fault have your logic to, But here. if you're so, going
1: to go and get somebody like Stefan Diggs, it's probably going to cost you in the same kind of range.
0: But you, but you're also by getting Hertz, you're saving fifteen dollars
2: uh, compared to Diggs. So one thing to think, keep in uh, mind our, though, fifteen is or thirteen or 10. not every. No, dollar. no, he's fifteen cheaper than Diggs. So the thing to keep in mind in a two hundred dollar. Uh, league is every dollar is not the same. You know, it's it's marginal dollars, and in a two hundred dollar league as opposed to like the standard hundred dollar leagues that we play, your elite players shouldn't. You don't just double a player's value. Mm-hmm. Your elite players should go for much more because your dollar players aren't going to become two dollar players necessarily. You're still going to have some dollar players, so you have not just more overall money to play with, but more of it should be concentrated in your best players. And so it's not just Diggs is 27 instead of 40. It might be Diggs is 27 instead of, I mean, legitimately it might be 60. All right, so who are you keeping? I'm I, changing my answer. I think I would go Diggs.
1: Dave? I think I'm going to go digs as well.
0: Okay, keep digs. We'll take a break. When we come back, your email is at cbsi.com. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: And we're back. This is from Kalen. Greetings, Rod, Dave, Rico, Kevin, and Denise. (laughs) Wait, I don't know them. Who is it? Hot Rod. Oh, so underrated. Love Great it. Memory. All right, grade this Dynasty Superflex trade. I sent Chris Carson and a 2022 first-round pick
1: for Ezekiel Elliott. You should see this ice cream sandwich. It's a total mess now. Dude, you didn't what?
0: finish
2: it? I that was 30 minutes ago. It's been ago. sitting
1: here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> total mess. Still delicious, but
2: messy. Um, I think that's a C plus.
0: Carson and a 2022 first round rookie pick for Zeke.
1: I think it's gonna I think it gives you a better chance to win now for obvious reasons. Okay. And I don't think it'll sting you too bad next year because I think Zeke will still be on the Cowboys next year unless he just absolutely turns to trash this year. Grade it. So if if it's I'm gonna give it a B plus for the Zeke side.
0: From Cody, dear Danny, Joey, Jesse, and Becky. Everywhere, you Mm know. All right. Need a little assist- the mamas and the papas. Yeah. Need a little assistance with my keeper league. Oh, by the way, Chris, do you know who sings the song Reunited and it feels so good?
1: I have no idea. Okay, good. Why don't you take like 30 seconds to think about it while I eat this.
0: <laughs> it's a 10-team half PPR league. I have the ninth overall pick. Do I te- keep Kamara in the first, McLaurin in the fifth, or Kyler Murray in the sixth? 10-team half PPR.
2: Um
1: I'm keeping Camara.
2: Yeah, I think it's Camara.
1: Ninth overall, solid value. The values on Kyler and McLaurin aren't that great. They're good. They're just not great. So
2: yeah, I mean Kyler is pretty close to a wash, maybe a, a slight value in a ten team league. And McLaurin, right. he's probably a fourth rounder in a in a ten team or right. anyway.
0: Yeah, you know. Just so everybody knows, there have been a few emails, including this one, that have had Cam Akers listed as one of the keeper's choices. Yeah. And he probably would have been the slam dunk answer there in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there have been, been a few of those. Cam Akers just such great keeper value this year. And yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, I lost him in, in my biggest league. So uh,
1: I lost him in my dynasty league.
2: Yeah. You hate to see it. This is B from a city in the Southwest,
1: Albuquerque.
0: Hello, some combination of Ron, Brick, Brian, and Champ. Just Whammy. Talking to my dad the other day, he doesn't really like Will Ferrell. I really don't think I can be friends with him anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: That's does weird. he like when he's drumming for the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Though
0: he does like the Chili Peppers. <laughs> okay.
2: A great story about
0: my dad. Uh, he got so excited that uh, I think I've told this before that the Chili Peppers were coming to town. He's like, "We got it. We got. We're buying tickets. Like they're playing at Parker Playhouse." Which is a really, really Oh my small god, no, venue. this
2: happened to this happened to Brandon Wise too, the uh the uh, the combat sports editor yeah, yeah, for ahead. CBS Sports. Yeah, I'm like that there's
0: no way they're playing there. That's like this teeny tiny venue for plays. And he's like, oh, I'm telling you, I went to the website, everything's like this band called the Red Hot Chili Pipers, a <laughs> Scottish bagpipe band, that must do this to like ten people a show,
2: but show it's up a in good, Chili Peppers. It's a good here. bit. It's like that's smart. That's how they sell out playhouse <laughs> yeah like they don't start play. a band called pearl
0: gem but they don't play it's not like they do chili pepper songs on bagpipes they just call themselves the red hot chili pipers i love it and they tricked my dad but luckily i, I caught on before we bought tickets okay uh b from albuquerque drafted a Superflex dynasty team 12 teams i'm concerned about long-term quarterback depth i've got Tannehill, cousins and bridgewater are you confident enough in tua that you would trade your first round rookie pick for him
1: no. Hmm. The, the nice thing about, and we kind of saw this with with uh, with the quarterbacks this year, is that th- th- there is demand for them in super flex rookie drafts, but it's not necessarily like automatically the, the best quarterbacks go first, second, third, and then that's it. So I would keep your one. You can always draft a rookie quarterback with that pick next year. And you've got enough to get by this year.
2: Yeah, it's not like you need a, it's not like Tannehill Cousins especially are Likely to retire at the end of this season. Yeah, you probably still Certainly have two not. years at least of productive play.
0: This is from Jason Cleveland, a hardcore FFT listener, and it sounded like I said his name is Jace and he's in Cleveland, but his name is Jason Cleveland. Hey, Vince, Mick, Nikki, and Tommy,
1: the crew. Uh, the crew.
0: Yeah, good j- good job. I had to look that one up. I need help deciding on a keeper. We get two at last year's draft position. I'm keeping Dobbins in the 10th. Um, Kelsey in the second or Gaskin in the eighth?
1: It's Kelsey.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. From I think this is our last one from Ryan. Okay. I thought this was an interesting email. Ryan says, I've noticed that when you guys analyze a keeper question, more often than not, I disagree with the value you choose based on where someone is kept. It often seems like people lean towards the better player and don't put enough value on when you can take them as much as they should. At least this is where I often find myself not agreeing. I think a good exercise that I'd like to hear would be this. Provide not just the kept player, but also the other player based on the ADP of the pick that they save. For example, 12-team half PPR. I can keep Nick Chubb with with a third-round pick or DJ Moore for a ninth-round pick. But when comparing, provide the audience with the two combos the person has to choose, not just the player. So Nick Chubb with player ADP of about 114th, or like Nick Chubb plus a player that's going 114th, or DJ Moore plus a player that's going 30th. Do you want me to back up?
1: No, I got you. Maybe got because the player that you would take at 114 is where you would take more or right. where you would keep more. So it's easier if you're reading it,
0: in case you lost it. It's this, this hypothetical scenario. I can keep Nick Chubb in the third or DJ Moore in the ninth. Well, what what our emailer is saying, what Ryan is saying, is we should say, okay, so your options are either Nick Chubb in the third plus this ninth round pick,
2: who would be, according to ADP, this guy. Nick Chubb and Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah, or DJ Moore in the ninth and whoever's Brown going. Robbins. Who? David Montgomery. David Montgomery. I I think probably a little higher end than that, though. No?
2: Although... Uh, Maybe. Third round. Yeah. Dobbins. Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a great point. You could do that
0: type of combo here. But my question is, should we not... If everybody's keeping one player, should we not drop 12 picks in ADP, basically? We should. Okay, so...
1: what if it's two players, and you're dropping even more than that?
0: So really, it's like, I keep DJ Moore in the ninth and a fourth round pick instead of Nick Chubb instead of a third, right? Right. And I keep Nick Chubb in the third and a 10th round pick instead of a ninth round pick. That's an interesting way to do it.
1: Uh, Yeah. But the the reason why we usually pick the player who's better is because they're the better player and you get to start building your team with them already on your roster.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing is value doesn't decline linearly during the course of a draft. You know, it's not like, the difference between the first pick and the second pick isn't the same as the difference between the eleventh and the twelfth. Let's say it's just pick two. The 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 gap gets smaller with each pick. That's why ADP matters less. You know, once you start getting to the fifth, sixth round, even mm-hmm. you can kind of throw ADP out of the window a little bit because there's a, a wider range of where players can go, and it's a lot more about personal preference. And so mm-hmm. the the one you know the the reason you tend to value the the more valuable player even with a higher cost is just because the cost of a third-round pick that you can... Getting a first-round caliber player for a third-round pick is just more valuable than getting a fourth-round player for a ninth-round pick, even if the gap in rounds is larger.
0: Right. And would it be fair to say that if you you kept DJ Moore in the ninth and threw back Nick Chubb, who you could have kept for a third-round pick, Mm -hmm. the player you're getting in the third round is not going to be as good as Nick Chubb because you have all these players who are kept. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's going to... Yeah. So, actually, now that I think of it, you shouldn't add 12 picks because if somebody's keeping DJ Moore in the ninth, that's not really going to factor into who you're taking in the third round because he's not going to go ahead of
2: that spot. No, you'd have to consider players who were already being drafted in the early rounds. And so, you know, last year it's, you know, like I'm trying to find acre. I'm
1: just keeping Chubb.
2: (laughs) All right. Yeah. I mean, Chubb in the third versus more in the ninth is a bigger gap that, that one is, you know, usually we're not talking about gaps that big. Usually we're talking about like Kelsey in the second and Gaskin in the eighth, where like Gaskin could be worth nothing. So the fact that you got him in the eighth round doesn't really matter. Whereas yeah. more should be very good at the very least.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Keep those emails coming at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com And keep on sending your Apple podcast questions as well. That's a great way to get on the show. Apple podcast questions. Leave a five-star review with a question, and we will make some time for your question. And if we if you sent us one and it didn't get read on the air, that's probably because just the timing didn't work out, and we'll have to save it for next week. But we will not overlook your apple podcast questions for chris and dave and ben i'm adam talk to you monday
1: from the world of sonic the hedgehog a new hero arrives i am ready Ready. is there anyone stronger no tougher no funnier i do not make jokes i make warriors knuckles now streaming only on paramount plus yes